The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus I'm still jazzed after last night's game. What a fantastic way to wrap up the regular season. And welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL on YouTube. And follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, Jason Locke and Fora will help us get ready for wild card weekend of the NFL playoffs. We will also have the very latest on coaching changes on this Black Monday, as two coaches have already been given the boot, and Black Monday has only lasted, say, a few hours already. We will definitely go over that and the very latest while the program is still going on. But in the meantime, let us recap Week 18. And let's start with Sunday Night Football, shall we? The Buffalo Bills looked anemic at times in that first half, and then they went on a tear. Josh Allen looked sensational. This defense did more than enough to contain Tua and company, and the Bills went at 21-14. to They complete the comeback and win the AFC East and get the two seed in the AFC playoffs. And, Joe, this is significant given the type of home field advantage that the Bills get to enjoy. Yeah, and not only the type of home field advantage they get to enjoy, but also the opponent that they're going to have without their best player on the field. And the two versus the like, just the differences in that game, there wasn't much to think about. There was a lot on the line. Yes, because of the pitiful Jaguars, what happened is they both get in, but very different positioning. I don't think the same could be said in uh, some other spots. So, yeah, they were playing their butts off. You know, they... 
in the end, it's like, wow, Miami could win this game. Miami could win this game. They're right there. They're right there. But like throughout the game, you always felt like the Bills should be winning and they should be winning by a lot more than the final score suggested. They outgained it by about 200. They got a, the big special teams touchdown, 96-yard punt return. So um, once again, Miami can't beat a good team. That is one thing we know about the Miami Dolphins, whether they're at home, whatever the scenario, they can't do it. Huge win for the Bills, and they rattle off five straight wins to get the division in the end. And we spent all this time, everybody was talking about it because they were on the outside looking in. It wasn't that long ago they were the 10th seed. All this time about the Bills, are they going to make it? Mm, Four to one just to make the playoffs. That's pretty appealing. And now they're the two. I love it. I love it. I mean, it's almost like it ended how it began. We had a lot of people on the show who are high on the Bills before the season even started. Looked a little rocky there, and then around mid-November, they took off. And, I mean, they had that loss to the Eagles in overtime. Could have won that game. And then they rattle off five straight. So very impressive. Excited uh, to see what they can do. That's a dangerous team in the playoffs that I wouldn't want to face. They're dangerous, yet at the same time, we did see some key mistakes by Josh Allen that does make you wonder, like, okay, if you're power ranking all the great quarterbacks in the playoffs, where does he fit here? Because certainly Mm. the Bills have been a little bit more conservative offensively since Joe Brady took over. Josh Allen, you know, there were some interceptions and jump balls where you're like, okay, was that really the best play? Was that really the best throw that you could have made in that spot? Yet at the same time, I also think the big narrative here in this ballgame was just how bad the Dolphins played in the second half. Tua went 8 of 14 for 50 yards, a pick, a passer rating of 34.8. Rushing attack was never elite, and they abandoned it late. The game was always close, and I think what this does is it points to some real concerns that we've had about Tua and company, where, like, if, say, Tua doesn't have Tyreek Hill readily available, see, like, one-on-one coverage, and he can just, you know, chuck it deep, then what kind of offense do they really have in terms of an aerial attack? It's not as good as we thought it was. And this is not a great Bills defense. It's coached really well, but there's a lack of talent there that makes me wonder, like, okay, yeah, the Bills are really good, but is this defense good enough to take down the Ravens, the Browns, these other teams that we have a lot of respect for in the AFC? I think the Miami loss is perhaps just as, if not a bigger hashtag narrative, coming out of Sunday night. Yeah, and the tough part to balance there is, okay, we we saw what we saw when they were, it looked like they were going to be setting all sorts of records with with multiple players on this team, but you do also have to take a look at the guy that had 20 plus touchdowns in the backfield was not on the field. The the other great receiver that they have was not out there. Who knows how long that's going to be? When you hear high ankle, that's a scary thing with Waddle. So we knew he was going to be playing these last couple regular season games. But now with everything on the line going to KC, what's it going to look like? So, yeah, maybe maybe they're more top-heavy than people wanted to think. People wanted to believe the system, the system, Mike McDaniel. Well, when you take two of the top three weapons away from any offense, it's going to look much different. And also their defense. I mean, they're going to be facing some tough defenses come playoff time, and that would worry me as well. Like Mike McDaniel is going to have to really cook something up offensively to be able to hang with some of these teams in the AFC. How about we uh, talk about the rest of the AFC playoff picture? The Pittsburgh Steelers are in. Mm -hmm. 
The Jacksonville Jaguars are out. The Texans win the AFC South. Uh, Some mighty interesting storylines to wrap up week 18. So of the Steelers, Jaguars, Texans, all these other teams that somehow got in or perhaps even improved playoff seeding, what stands out to you the most, Joe? Uh, well, it was the Titans, probably because I talked that up, and that was one of my favorite bets. It just it just really lined up. It was the last stand for Derrick Henry, for Tannehill, uh, maybe even Vrabel. Vrabel as an underdog again, and then you have the reeling Jaguars on the other side. And with that game, with that result, so much changed yesterday in the playoff picture while we were waiting for that primetime spot that we were just talking about. You get Houston winning the division. You get both Buffalo and Miami in. Wow, Jacksonville brutal man what a free fall and where they were the division odds that uh, how big of a favorite they were and for them to completely completely fall out um that was big and it's kind of forgotten about but um saturday night was something and Mm -hmm. i know i know it's about the celebration everything the texans did and there's a lot of things to get excited about the Colts blew that game every which way, whether we're talking about a 75-yard blown coverage, whether we're talking about Goodson's drop at the very end of the game, that game was there for them to win at home, and they absolutely blew it. Yeah, I mean, the two things that stand out to me are the Jags collapse, just unbelievable. They were 8-3 and three to start December and then just kept falling and just – I don't know who's to blame the head coach. I'm curious what we're going to be getting from Trevor Lawrence. Like I said, like a month ago, is he turning into Justin Herbert? I think we all kind of wonder like that guy. I don't know if he's going to pan out. I just am like shocked that they, they fell this far and this hard, uh, just, awful and then the texans way ahead of schedule the rebuild uh no no real expectations and then they just keep exceeding them every week when people are doubting them i don't think they're gonna go to the super bowl but i still think it's a cool story for them and uh it's kind of like the jags like will they be able to build off that because the jags had higher expectations this year and then a complete complete disappointment You know, it's funny when we're talking about the Jaguars, for instance, that this offensive line was not going to be very good, and it was even worse than we anticipated. And I suspect that's one of the big reasons why Trevor Lawrence looked bad at times, just not being able to trust that pass protection. But also, too, this Jaguars offense looked incredibly conservative. Like, I know that Lawrence was all about the quick throws, and that's fine, but he's going to hitch routes. He's going to screens a good bit more than perhaps he could. He is okay on vertical routes. He's in the middle of the pack in terms of EPA per dropback on 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 such throws but it's got to be better than that if you're not making any kind of significant offensive line or you're not seeing any strides in terms of the quality of that group then you got to be a good bit more aggressive and they just weren't and I don't know what this means going forward but I do believe that look the, the jury is still out on Trevor Lawrence I'm not ready to say he's a bum but I am going to say that they have got to make some sweeping changes with that O-line and with their with that overall offensive philosophy. And if they don't, they could be left behind in this division. What with the Texans looking good, I think the Colts could be mighty dangerous next year. And the Titans are a big unknown. They have made some key investments, and it looks like they're being a little bit more analytically oriented. So the Jaguars don't have a whole lot of wiggle room, and they got to make some changes quickly. 9-8, and 9-8 is... I, I don't think we're going to hear Doug's name today, but it's mm-hmm. probably a you better win the division or and you better be in the playoffs next year or you're out. 
Yeah, I agree. I think that would be pretty drastic to get rid of Doug Peterson today as well. But he deserves <laughs> a lot of blame, blame for this. You even yeah. look at in the same conference, like the incredible coaching job that Tomlin's. There's a lot of head coaches in the AFC that have done a lot more with less, and Doug Peterson has not. All that talent on the roster, and you come up with this, it's unacceptable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not expecting his name uh, to be heard in terms of this Black Monday, but let's say the leash is short. I think we can all agree that at least it should be for him going forward. And uh, give it another year, see what happens. But again, that O-line, it, it needs a ton of work. How about we move on now to the mm -hmm. NFC? The Green Bay Packers uh, get that last spot. The Seattle Seahawks are out, despite maybe some preseason bets that maybe we uh, made in terms of them winning the division. Said they miss out on everything altogether. So in terms of the NFC, see playoff picture and who got in Joe what stands out to you well I mean obviously for me the, the Green Bay Packers game was was front and center in the afternoon once mm -hmm. it was clear what was going on in the NFC East games uh that stood out and Jordan Love great performance it's you know being here uh now I wait on everything that's going to happen with the Bears I think they're keeping Eberflus nothing official um the way Fields talked after the game he's gone Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Just the way he talked. It's not very often where you have a player say their goodbyes, I feel like, multiple times, and then they make some sort of a return. Felt like Fields knew. Like, it, it's over here and they're going to get their quarterback of the future, most likely scenario. They keep the one, and they draft Caleb Williams. So that was big. Uh, Jordan Love, man, people flipped on him many times this season. But in the end, he led his team to a playoff berth. He's playing with a horrendous defense. He threw for over 300 yards. And I remind you, against a Bears defense, that was one of the best in the NFL in the second half of the season. Now, maybe that was helped by the opponent, but it, it still occurred. Um, and you look at Love's numbers at the end, 32 passing touchdowns, over 4,000 yards. 
he would be the best quarterback in Bears history with that sort of a season. Yeah, it's incredible. Second most passing touchdowns in the NFL. More than Brock Purdy. Second behind Dak. It's incredible. His passing yards right behind Pat Mahomes. And Pat Mahomes even had the most passing yards in his division. So I think it's very impressive. Probably didn't talk enough about him all year long. He's just quietly been doing his thing. Jordan Love is a franchise quarterback, so uh, very impressive what they've done. Uh, to me, on the opposite end of the spectrum, my Super Bowl pick, the Eagles. What in the world? Oh, my goodness. I mean, oh. the collapse <laughs> is brutal. That team stinks. I mean, I don't even have words for what happened with them. You talk about a Super Bowl hangover. Like, they didn't even show up the second half of the season. Well, I think one of the reasons why, like, specifically with yesterday and what happened against the Giants, like, okay, you're going up against Wink Martindale's defense. What are they going to do? They're going to blitz. Like, everybody yeah. and their mom <laughs> knows this. And guess what? They couldn't handle it. Hertz couldn't handle it, and he got hurt. Marcus Mariota couldn't handle it either. This is a big problem. And, you know, we're going to preview these uh, playoff games and give our first uh, reactions uh, a little bit later on in the show. But, Joe, my mm -hmm. question to you is, if we're uh, talking about the Eagles here, like, yes, Jalen Hurts has not played well. This defense has been bad at times. But can you turn the page once you get to playoff football? Is that possible? Or has it been so bad for long enough that there is little room for optimism? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Because we have these conversations a lot of times in other sports with other sorts of teams about flipping the playoff switch. Okay, they're in. They knew they were going to be in. They had the 10-1 and one start. But everybody was calling them out at the time. Yeah, but yeah, they're ten and one. But and here's another team completely collapsing. Look, look at the value that you could have found late in the year on the Bills and on the Cowboys to win the division. Mm -hmm. um, it's they were winning all those close games, and now you end by losing in back-to-back -back weeks against the Cardinals and the Giants. Two games that you needed. I'm with the latter, Ed. I. I can't, I don't see it. The, and people are going to reference the matchup that they saw earlier in the season in week three, and we'll get into it all. We got five days to get into it, but these are different teams. That is a much different Eagles team than the one that we're seeing right now. So I'm looking at more how things are trending and the Hurts finger injury is a thing mm -hmm. like, yeah. you know, the one thing that they could <laughs> lean on all year was the tush push. I don't even know if they could lean on it at this point. Very grateful <laughs> not to see too many close-ups of that finger. That was making me very concerned. Yeah. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our first look at the NFC side of Wild Card Weekend. That's right here on the BetQL Network.